The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. In the air to left field, back at the track at the I'm going to get like a phone or a pumpkin or something like Bobby. (laughs) That is my epic, just epic going to bed watch, man. Like late night. I've been through those prime times on Peacock like four or five times where if I, I don't care if I fall asleep and they run three and I wake up, I just let them keep going and going. (laughs) I go back to 86 every time all the way through the end. I just never get tired of them because I just, there's no way I'm going to watch them all because I just doze in and out or I'm doing shit. It's on during a podcast. So every time I feel like I'm actually seeing new stuff. So it's one of the best gifts on the network. That and Superstars. I kind of rotate those two. And I just, just cycle through them and go back to them. It's like the perfect just dozing off late night. Watch for 20 minutes. Yeah. My, my only thing where I get impatient is if I come across like a a 20-minute uh, Jimmy Powers versus Steve Lombardi <laughs> match. I'm like, oh, boy. But if you're trying to go to sleep, like that's right, the, it's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. When you've done play-by-play for all those MSGs for a podcast, nothing <laughs> nothing shakes you at that point. <laughs> nothing. Uh, all right, speaking of every pay-per-view, uh, we're doing it here on WWE War. It's a sabermetric-style breakdown of every pay-per-view in WWE history. Do it in a seasonal format. Uh, so we start with the first show post a WrestleMania in any given calendar year. And the season ends with the final show before uh, or with the next year's WrestleMania, I should say. So, for instance, for a previous season, we did 2015, 2016. We started Extreme Rules in 2015 because it's the first show post WrestleMania. 
and then went to WrestleMania 32, which closed that season out. So tonight we actually are closing a season out. There's no WrestleMania because we're doing NXT, and there's no WrestleMania weekend NXT yet at this point either. So we have mm-hmm. two shows from 2015, our 2014-2015 season that's going to wrap this up. We'll do our season-end awards tonight as well that we always do when we close out a season, and we'll be on to the next one already, crazy enough. Um, it, it's kind of stinks that this wasn't a official takeover yet for WrestleMania weekend, because I think the WrestleMania weekend show, wasn't it kind of like an underground, like favorite for a lot of people that were there? Um, Because I know they ran us like a secret NXT show, I think in uh, San Jose or Silicon Valley, wherever it was, I thought, and there was like a couple like great matches. I I thought I remembered that at the time being like kind of a thing. And it's not until 2016 that they run an actual mania takeover. So, Um, so we'll get into that. We break everything down in a plus minus system based on a replacement level. So if you think of anything that's average as being a replacement level event, anything that's above that replacement level gets a plus, anything below it gets a minus. So if we think something's really good and better than standard, we add anything below standard, we take away. We also grade every single match on every card. We take my grade plus Marcus's grade. If you think of a two and a half as being an average replacement level match, Whatever our average is above or below that, we subtract from the two and a half. So if we give a cumulative score of a four, that's a plus 1.5 for that match. We total that up. That gives you the total score for that event. Uh, We also then do the plus minuses for a series of categories. Marcus, do you want to deliver those categories to our listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Uh, We start off with the buildup to the event, followed by commentary, the atmosphere of the event itself, notable moments and importance that happen, our match grades like you just talked about, card structure, rewatchability, and an all-time matches. And for us, an all-time match for it to be a plus is anything that we both agree is 4.25 or above. And for it to be a minus is anything we both agree is 0.75 and below. And again, we talked about last time, uh, last episode, but if this is your first time joining us, rewatchability, it's more so for spots or moments or uh you know things that became memes uh little little things that might happen on a show um that's gonna like enhance going back and re-watching the show um maybe not important enough to stick out as a, a noble moment uh or really important but just just like a, a little glimmer a little highlight um uh going back and re-watching the show i almost wore my papa shango shirt tonight i'm just noticing yours it would have been funny oh. synergy if i did <laughs> um and I mentioned that I mentioned viewers. Listen, if you're listening, if you're listening on a podcatcher app, just audio, you can also see us on video. Many of our podcasts here at the North South Connection available on video. Just go to YouTube, search out North South Connection, hit that subscribe button that's right below you, and you get all our stuff notified your way when we drop the video content, which is pretty much every day. It may not be a full form podcast and video, but we do a ton of cool quick hits too, like. This past WrestleMania season, every night we were previewing a match. It was like an eight-minute, eight to ten-minute preview video. One match a night. We do different tier lists, uh, all kinds of quick hit video content, as well as our, as well as our long-form podcast. So, lots coming at you. So, just check us out uh, on both formats, or whatever you prefer. I guess subscribe on both, though. Why not? What do you get to lose? Who cares? All right, let's dive into NXT Takeover: Our Evolution. December 11th, 2014 from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. We're going to go ahead and dive right in to this one. We have a new main play-by-play man, Rich Brennan. He's joined by your boy, A-Rye, Alex Riley. <laughs> Not Tim Cable's Alex Riley, the actual Alex Riley from wrestling. And Corey Graves makes his debut here as well. 
uh, in the booth. Of course, he had been working in the ring, suffered a couple of concussions, uh, maybe 10, I forget the number, but uh, and it knocked him out of active competition into the announce booth where he would remain to this day, uh, making a little career for himself. All right, let's go ahead and hop in because we have a big debut kicking off this show, and that is Kevin Owens taking on our old friend CJ Parker. Owens uh, had first showed up um, on the August 25th. Uh, actually, that's the day he uh, reported, I should say. He was signed on August 12th. Still under, of course, Kevin Steen. Reported on August 25th, gave the new name Kevin Owens, as a tribute to his favorite wrestler of all time, Owen Hart. Started having promotional videos November 20th. Um, they talked about how he'd been wrestling forever on the Indies, uh, you know, and then ended up making his way here. Said he would fight anyone and anyone. And this would be his in-ring debut. And he, uh, you know, it's pretty much a squash. Parker gets a couple shots in, but it goes just over three minutes. Finishes Parker with a pop-up powerbomb. I went two and a half. I thought it was very average replacement level match, but it was effective for a squash. And Owens is engaging and captivating in whatever he's doing. And that's already obvious here. Yeah, uh, I went the extra tick up. I went 2.75, and that's because I must feel shameful saying this now. I was not a Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen guy um, before this time in NXT. Mm-hmm. A fantastic wrestler. Just, I guess I didn't get it. Like, it just wasn't for me, you know? Like, I, nothing bad to say about it. Just, it didn't didn't grab my imagination, didn't captivate me. Um, and even though I was, like, kind of s- skeptical of him being on, um, uh, on in WWE, um, but once I saw it and like, I saw the entrance and I was like, I get it. I get it now. And this match really won me over. Um, it kind of made me a fan of his, uh, in NXT and on the main roster, uh, to this day. So I, I think he's a, he's a standout of the last decade plus, and I can't say enough good about him. And, uh, yeah, 2.75 for me. Um, that takes us to, um, also the pop-up power bombs. Awesome. Um, that takes us to our NXT tag team title match, our first title evening as the new champions, the Lucha Dragons, are taking on the Vaude Villains. Uh, and that is uh I'll forget his name. Uh your buddy. It's your your uh, close long time personal friend, uh Simon Gotch. Um like Simon Crotch. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Aiden English, that's the name I'm looking for. I was trying to see um, yeah. if we could uh, have like a black and white option to make us go grayscale, Aaron. Uh, oh, man. My luck, I'll do it and won't, won't be able to get it back. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I went two and a half. I thought this was a, yeah. a very standard replacement level match. Again, not nothing to write home about, but it uh, didn't take away from the show either. Just uh, no. straight two and a half for me. Two and three quarters. Lucha Dra- I, again, I was surprised Lucha Dragons won. I don't remember them having this sustained of a run. I thought the Vaudevillains would come in and take the belts. They were pretty hard pushed, and they were pretty well over, too. Like, a lot of people really liked them. I think it's just another team we talked about in our last episode, right, with Adam Rose, with Ascension. I think the act worked on this scale. It was nothing that was ever going to translate to the main roster with the the black and white and the silent era stuff. Like, it just it felt perfect for this niche program at this time that it could be a little campy and over the top um just wasn't anything that was ever going to connect pretty much on the big level um i didn't mind aiden english yeah me and gotch did not get along wrestlemania weekend in new orleans <laughs> 2018 uh we had a few run-ins and uh i st- i started it in fairness by someone told me and i was already a few drinks into this point. yeah i mean we're, we were like on bourbon street for like an hour when this happened um i was a few drinks in and someone came in and said aiden english is on the street with everyone taking a picture. So I come running over 
I'm not even looking. I'm just, I go, Rusev Day, you know, I'm doing the thing. And he thought I was mocking him, like busting his balls that Aiden English got over and he's doing nothing. It's time to gosh. He thought I was like fucking with him. <laughs> so uh, he's like, oh, don't be an asshole. And I'm like, no, man, they told me it was Aiden English, you know, whatever. So we took our picture. But then he started hanging out with us, and it was like annoying because like he's kind of a, a tool, like you know what I mean? Like, like he's like following us around, and then like it was like three times it happened, and finally it happens again walking down Bourbon Street, and I gave like the old like you know Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania three, oh not this fucking guy would get walking over. I'm like, dude, I'm like just go do something else. There's like thousands of wrestling fans here. Why do you keep showing up where we are? I think it was the last we saw of him, but. Oh man, yeah. I'm good with my Philip Simon Simon Gotch for a lifetime. <laughs> uh, I did like the Vaudevillain, so I thought I thought it was a unique act and a good idea. So there you go, two and three quarters for me. But the Lucha Dragons retain. Your boy Baron Corbin is up next. Uh, another squash over the Perfect Ten. I don't know if he's quite yet the Perfect Ten, but uh, future Perfect Ten. Uh, Ty Dillinger, uh, 41 seconds, end of days. I gave it my one, just like last last episode with the squash uh, from Corbin's debut. It seems like now it's more established, right? That last takeover, it was kind of like, oh, what the hell is this? Like, this guy looked like he was just going to be nothing and then, you know, destroyed Mojo. And now here he is kind of more established as a dude that's running through the roster. That's right. Yeah, you hear the motorcycle, Reverend, vroom, vroom. You see the spotlight. You see the smoke. Uh, yeah, it's Baron Corbin. You hear the, the the screech coming from the female portion of the audience. This dude's silence. a stud. No, this dude's a stud. What a stud. Um, two and a half for me. Again, effective effective squash. Um, and everybody's, you know, by now the gimmick is how, how quick can you get the match over. Uh, and I wish that our next match uh, was a little bit quicker. Uh, this one wasn't exactly for me. Uh, it was uh, Hideo Itami and the debuting Finn Balor mm-hmm. taking on the Ascension, poor Ascension Finn here. Uh, they, yeah, they continue their fast and uh, rapid decline. Um, but understanding why they took the titles off them, they want them to work with kind of these new main event guys and get them established. But still, um, it's it's a it's a heavy way to give back for the Ascension after uh, how they've been built up in NXT. And we got the super friends here of Itami and Balor. Uh, really getting established. I went two and a half. Um, just thought it was okay. Two or three quarters for me. Uh, it was definitely disappointing. I know Ascension, you're not going to get so much out of them, but Balor and Atami come in with so much credentials and hype, right? I mean, between, you know, Kenta and Prince Devitt, like their, their resume was stacked to this point. So you would think they'd come in and really ball out. Uh, but they give a lot of offense to Ascension whatever ascension's established here they go 12 minutes and just not as captivating as you would hope from these guys uh i was also surprised we get the demon right away um for this match like it's Balor's debut you think they just maybe would have built to the debut of a demon like you really save it for a big match which he has one coming not too far off i mean he's got one at our next show so like that would have been to me having his debut here let us see what finn Balor's all about and then save that the demon for the next one. But we get it right out of the gate here um, with him. And I thought his debut hurt a Tommy as well. I felt that at the time, and I feel it now, it felt very much like a Taz radical situation in 2000. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck, we got Kenta. This uh, is going to be awesome. It's uh, perfect comp. It felt like a big deal. And then, like, weeks later, here comes Finn Bal- Prince Devitt from Valor signs. And it's like, he's better in this situation, in this scenario and setting. 
He mm-hmm. pops more. He connects more. Uh, Tommy just never gets there. We'll talk about him as we go here, but um, and you can hear all about it on. I think I mentioned this last episode, PTB NXT over on the PlayStation Wrestling feed with Tim, Jenny, and Jake, and like you know they're, they're through that era, a little past the Tommy's run now. But it's like, um, yeah, I just felt like they they cut him off right away by bringing, especially Ballard as the demon, field. like yeah, like a Tommy comes out, he's supposed to be a big deal, and he's teaming with this fucking crazy demon character right away it's like all right well he's gonna seem watered down just like taz Mm -hmm. had this awesome debut and then weeks later we got the radicals coming in and destroying the rock you know like whatever feuding rock and cactus jack and all that stuff and it's like you know taz shooting with the big boss man so it felt like just (laughs) overshadowed and it feels this way too with um with a tommy so anyway the match again fine but definitely disappointing all right, next up, uh, here we are in the semi-main situation. Like we talked about uh, the previous on these NXT shows, we always have our next-to-last match as our women's title match, and that is Charlotte Flair defending against Sasha Banks. First time we're seeing Sasha on a takeover. She had a real quick come up as well into the spot. Uh, Charlotte retains, and I went three and three quarters. I thought this was really good. I think you could see their chemistry again on display already early on, even before they continued to escalate and grow into the feud. Uh, Banks really came on as the boss pretty quickly, too, um, from kind of being where she was early on. So this is a good sign that, you know, last takeover we had Bailey and Charlotte, which is really good. Now we have Sasha and Charlotte. You can see that the horsewomen are starting to infiltrate themselves pretty easily, or quickly, I should say, into NXT. Yeah, um, surprised to see Sasha already up at the mm-hmm. spot. Like how you were saying, uh, Bailey caught you off guard uh, last episode, but uh, already being a developed character. I felt this way about Sasha Banks. Um, she still has a lot of like developing to go and adding to her character, but uh, surprised to see her in the spot already. Uh, Three point two five for me, and it might have been a little generous. Um, I didn't, I didn't appreciate. There's such a clear size difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And they wrestled a match like it just doesn't exist. And anytime that happens, I'm always going to ding the match. Um, a couple of war points for us. But uh, the work itself um, was was pretty good and uh, was pretty exciting. So uh, hard to ding it too much uh, after that. And that takes us straight into our main event. Uh, as we've got the finishing of the story, perhaps for Sami Zayn, as he challenges Neville. For the NXT title, and we do get a new champion. Um, and of course, this had the stipulation that if Sami Zayn lost, uh, that he would leave NXT, he'd be done so. Um, so uh, I went with a 4.5 for this match. Uh, it was really outstanding. You see what makes Sam Zayn so uh, masterful, mm-hmm. um, and that he was immediately able to kind of get that blend of super indie wrestling and combine that with the WWE main event storytelling. Um, and it's something that we're still seeing to this day as we record. Um, so really masterful job. And again, Neville, um, I felt like the NXT champions are kind of always like, I don't know, by the time, like they have such long and like the um, impactful runs that like, I felt this way about Bo Dallas when Neville run, like you're ready mm-hmm. to see a new champion. And it kind of felt like, like that here. And they kind of like, go into it a little bit. They kind of lean into it with him being like, I'll do whatever it takes to retain the title, like charge it to the game. Um, yeah. Like it's nothing personal, but like you're coming for the belt. I'm going to do whatever it takes uh, to retain. So like kind of already leaning a little bit like, yeah, the crowd's going to be into Zane and that's okay. And Neville is going to be the aggressor. 
uh, in this contest. And if, you know, you got to boo somebody, it's okay if it's this guy. So uh, really well done by these, these guys. I want uh, four and a half. Yeah, that's an awesome match. I went four and three quarters. That was near perfect. Um, I think it holds up to its legend very well. 23 minutes, just nonstop. Sane is masterful. We've liked Neville a lot, too, in this run. And I think it's it's a good payoff to the already the two takeovers we've seen, right? Zane lost that number one contender match, gets put in the four-way, has it won, gets screwed. Neville's escaped both shows, defeated Tyson Kidd at both. But you could feel that Zane is coming for him at some point. They finally get the one-on-one, and Zane beats him. Um. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, again, just a great match. If you have never seen it or haven't seen it in a while, it's definitely one I, I would recommend revisiting because I I don't think I'd seen it since it aired, probably. Mm-hmm. And it held up. Uh, hits two Huluva kicks to win the belt. And they, it's cool. They had the big celebration um, with the NXT roster all empties out to pay off Zayn's long climb. And this is the king now. Owens is in there. They've already told the story of these two guys, how they've been long lifelong best friends and they have this relationship and owens lingers and lingers but they wait long enough where you think okay nothing's gonna happen and then just when you think we're going off the air owen snaps attacks his best friend and uh power bombs him on the ring apron and a nasty bump and we have our next top feud of nxt as kevin owens is coming for Sami Zayn and the NXT. goosebumps man it was really well done uh the whole angle held up tremendously as well as the match and it's fitting because we're in the next installment of that feud current day right and we've already talked about the second installment in 2015-16 season that we did uh we covered um their feud in that part of the season or at least we're, we're edging into it the next we'll get back to it again when we do 16-17 we'll get back to it again when we do 17-18 mm-hmm. like it's definitely been a story of WWE tv over the last decade um and there's another maybe their best chapter ongoing right now where we are currently in wwe um which is in early 23 so uh yeah i thought all of it hit and this is definitely a a classic match and one of the best probably in nxt history at least until we start to really get into the the heavy stuff at least you know for the first like three or four years it's it's up there yeah and before we jump into our our uh our uh, category grades Mm -hmm. um i remember this being such a a turning point for WWE programming, even though it is NXT. Uh, I remember like talking with like our own, uh, not the tool man and some other friends of mine, like, are they going to do the Zane and Owens thing? And I was like positive that like, no, they have to tell the story in WWE. That right. These two are like longtime close personal friends and it's going to continue. And then we'll get the turn maybe in like two or three takeovers or like, uh-huh. You know, maybe a year from now, like we have to establish that they're friends in WWE. And no, like this was a, a sharp turn for WWE, where at least here in NXT, they treated you like you had watched wrestling before. Yeah. And even if you hadn't, they had told the story so quickly and concisely that, hey, these two are our best friends. And like that's all the context that you needed. You didn't need to see them be friends for mm-hmm. a year on WWE programming for this to be so impactful. So, uh, yeah, shout and out the to the facials. Them the facials of both of them worked great too. Cause like when it happened, you could feel it. You could feel Owens being a little torn, but doing what he had to do, as he always says, right? For his family and to make mm-hmm. more money. You could feel Zane being tortured here. And you just knew it was, yeah, the start of something great. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny because Owens is a guy like you feel like, you know, we talked about his rookie season on the main roster. Like, oh, do they ever really 
invest in him or make him the guy. And it's like, then you just look back and it's like, fuck, like he has had just like a crazy run. Like, I mean, he's just had some awesome stuff. He's a little dip, you know, last year or whatever, when it looked like he was maybe on the way out the door before he resigned. But this dude's had a run, man. And like everything, everything hits and everything's great. Yeah. For that year to be, for that year to be his version of like his Brett 96, like before the sabbatical, like, yeah, what a run. All right, so that's a total match grade score of three and a quarter. So it's very strong for this show, as you'd expect. Um, let's get to our categories. So points for build. We gave a positive point for Kevin Owens' debut hype, a point for the good sit-down interviews. Again, Zayn and Neville. Overall build, Neville stealing the win, Zayn snapping, both guys showing some shades of gray. They're honest. They're relatable. We actually give two points for that whole thing to get us to this match. A point for the Atami Ascension feud really started with his debut at Fatal 4-Way. Uh, a point for the debut uh, build of Finn Balor. And a point for the build to Charlotte Sasha, which was really well executed as well. Yeah, lots of positives for the, uh, for the build there. In our minuses, we've got, uh, of course, the multiple concussions ending Corey Graves' career. That was a bummer. And then uh, no build for the tag team title match again or a lack of build. Um, so that gives us a war score of four once again. Only Sagers do well with the bill because there's, mm-hmm. there's only so many matches and they each get a lot of time on TV. Yeah. Outside of like the random squashes and the tag division, which they don't seem interested in telling a lot of stories. But uh all right. Uh commentary. We gave uh just a point for uh two point one point for the announce team being much more smooth and transitional. I think Rich Brandon added a lot there. I think getting Renee out of the booth helped a lot as well. And Corey seems to already have a pretty easy gift about him with this. And then a point for the incest, uh, in, incest, <laughs> insights, it uh, could be, insights about Zane betting on himself in this match, uh, knowing that if he loses this, he's done. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and our only minus uh, was a commentary. Can't or won't acknowledge Owen's broken nose. Like, I mean, yeah. it's brutal from the palm strike from CJ Parker. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really cool visual with the blood flowing down and even the rest of the night um, having having that, uh, that cut open. Uh, but they don't acknowledge it, and it's just it's kind of weird. So total of one for commentary upgrade from last show atmosphere. We give a point for the unique look for takeover. They have kind of the banners. Now they have the ring. Thing. Like it just feels like they're differentiating a little bit better from NXT TV to takeover everything. It feels a little bit more when you look at it, like, okay, this is a takeover and not like, Oh, was this takeover or TV uh, a point for the good opening package shed around the evolution and changes in NXT. This did feel like the kickoff of a new era for sure. Like those first two takeovers felt like, kind of the old era and now we're already starting to feel like okay this is the next our evolution of nxt right with some big time faces debuting and some big different moments and balor and owens and everything else going on um a point for the big pop for owens a point for the vaudevillains entrance a point for the demon entrance for the first time a point for sasha's entrance which was awesome a point for zane's great entrance and a point for the crowd being fully engaged in zane's play throughout the match, just uh, all in on him winning this title and a story to get there. Our only minuses were uh, CJ Parker with his negative heat. Once again, out the door. Um, no juice. It's a good juice. move for him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and the crowd chance of marking out is just like, all right, like calm down. Yeah. And um, the crowd booing Roman Reigns, who's there to give a, a backstage promo and just kind of like, once again, kind of show face and Hey, like I was in NXT, you know, a couple right. years ago and, this is what everybody's fighting for to be in the position I'm about to be in. The crowd's booing him. What did he do to you? So, well, yeah. He was so. Like that. 
we're in early 15 now, so I mean, this is like prime boo in Roman territory. It's just a cool thing to do. How dare they? Well, it's right after, or actually, it's right before the Rumble, still, right? I guess he wasn't fully. This is this is February, yet. right? No, it's December. So he hadn't even oh, had the December, Rumble yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little surprising, actually. I feel like his booze didn't really ramp until the whole Brian kerfuffle at the Rumble. Yeah, I wanted really... somebody to win the match who wasn't even in it. Shut up. <laughs> Fell apart. All right, uh, so that's a five for atmosphere, so good atmosphere for this takeover. Uh, notable moments. We went the full Monty, the plus three on the debuts. We had a lot of them. Uh, we had Rich Brennan, Corey Graves in commentary. We had Demon Balor. We had Kevin Owens, so there's lots going on. Uh, a point for the first arrival of the Demon character, not just Finn Balor. A point for the first ever Charlotte-Sasha match. A point for Sammy winning the NXT title. And we gave two points for Owens turning on Zane. Such a monumental mm-hmm. NXT storyline and long-term WWE storyline as well. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, poor Tommy uh, getting cucked already by the demon right off the bat. Did not take long. <laughs> no, immediately overshadowed. And then um, the Ascension being completely cooled off uh, in one night. I mean, talk about your water being turned off. Um, They're dead in the water for those sure. Those pipes are frozen. Well, and this is it for them anyway, because they debut on the main roster and Right after this, I think. Um, I know they're at the Rumble. Uh, mm. So, there you go. Plus six for notable moments. So, one of our most notable or important takeovers for sure so far. Uh, match grades was three and a quarter. Our card structure, we gave a point to start hot with Owens. As usual, closing with the two world title matches. And a point for closing with an all-time angle that left you. It was so well done. Like, they dragged it out so much that you just assume nothing's going to happen. And to your point, like, okay, they're just going to tell the story that their friends are celebrating. And then, boom, we get it. Just when you think we're going to fade out. Yep. Uh, for our minds, uh, still getting a lot of squash matches or, like, low-stakes matches on, uh, you know, what's supposed to be a super show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives us a war total of two for card structure. All right, rewatchability, a point for the demon entrance, which did look really cool, and a point for Zane celebration and then attack. That's a very rewatchable moment. Yeah, and uh, a minus for the apron powerbomb. Uh, while it is extremely effective as a kill finish, it's just tough to go back and watch, especially I can't as, watch uh, it. Yeah, we, uh, you know, try try to be a little bit more cognizant about the, the toll these uh, these guys are going through and putting yeah. their body through. It's it's a rough, rough. I've just uh, never been watch. a fan of anything on the edge of the apron. Like, I know it's kind of became in vogue during this time period, all the way yeah. back to, uh, was it BJ Whitmer with the, uh, oh, yeah, in ROH probably. with the uh, tombstone or power driver, whatever it was on the yeah. apron, that big ch- champa was a champa. Um, I forget who, I know it was Whitmer. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a big, it was a lot of apron, edge of apron moves during this time yeah. period. This is the, like, this is the one, like, this is the only move I think should involve the apron, everything else, go yeah. find something else. So that's a plus one for rewatchability. All-time matches, of course, Zane and Neville clocks in. Uh, so that gets a plus. And that gives us a total score, Marcus, of 23 and a quarter. So mm. very strong. Um, quite a bit better than our last two. And it makes it our 15th best show of all time. Um, How about it? I think that's surprising. Uh, I just don't think you think much of these early takeovers historically i know you think of the, the later ones that you know some of those we've covered really would crank in and be toward the top but you look at this it's it's right below tlc 2015 <laughs> right below WrestleMania 32 which for us was a good show <laughs> um but it's it's a quarter point above SummerSlam 11 right and that uh, was a big show for us yes it is yeah. three quarters of a point higher than nxt chicago 2 
uh, above No Way Out 2000. So it's above some big shows for us. Um, top 15. It's in 15th. So pretty good finish for this show. And it, I mean, it all is on the back of Zayn and Owens, really, and Neville. I mean, that, that main event was so good. And the angle was so memorable. The commentary was in place. The atmosphere was great. So they really, you could tell they're starting to really figure it out for TakeOver. Okay. What do you say? Um, transition over to our next show. Let's ride. All right, let's head over into NXT TakeOver Rival. February 11, 2015 from Full Sail in Winter Park is our last show of the season. Because again, as I mentioned, there was no WrestleMania weekend TakeOver. Uh, so this is it already. Crazy enough. <laughs> Wrapping up uh, another season here. So let's get into it. Our opening match, Hideo Itami's solo TakeOver debut. He takes on Tyler Breeze. Match goes eight minutes, and Itami gets the win. I went three and a quarter. Feels like Breeze has kind of fallen off a bit. You know, he started mm-hmm. our first. He started the season beating Sami Zayn clean. Um, was in the title match. The next one wasn't even on the last show, and now he's putting over Itami in the opener. So it feels like he's definitely slid back down a bit. Um, I think it's a good bounce back for Itami. This felt this was a little bit better than the tag. I thought he got a little bit more shine. Still not maybe what you'd expect with these two guys. If you look at Zayn and Breeze. We were both higher on that match than this one. So it feels like a Tommy again coming in like a little below some of these other guys. Yeah, it's tough knowing like the roster at this this time period because your shows uh are so like like thin. Um so it's hard to like recall everybody who's available, but like they should have probably just gone straight to this uh for a Tommy's first program as opposed to doing the uh the build to the tag. Yeah, the build to the tag. Yeah. You know, let Balor get a singles match in too. Right, yeah, give right, yeah. Give give both of them um singles matches to be showcased and then and then get to a tag match. Um I went with a war score of three for this match. Um yeah, just just a tick below you, but still really good stuff. Uh speaking of really good stuff, we're getting to my man. My personal MVP of the season, Baron Corbin, is taking on oh. big old Dempsey. Uh, this started at the last event. Uh, pretty simple build. It's you know this guy is watching this guy, and you know hey, we're gonna fight about it or what? Kiss or fight? Uh, they get to fighting. Uh, I went a two point seven five. Um, and this match was no disqualification, I believe, and they didn't go like over the top with it. Um, just like some good brawling, some good fisticuffs, uh, and then they get a little bit of play in there with the chair. So nothing over the top, a fine, no DQ match. 2.75 for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I've been okay on Corbin so far, but we've only seen less than a minute and a half a match where I thought of him. Uh, but I thought this one actually was pretty good little Haas fight. I thought they really beat the crap out of each other. Um, four minutes. So it's right in that stretch of perfect two big dudes throwing bombs for four minutes. It's up my alley. Corbin's on a roll. You know, Dempsey already takes the loss after he had the win on our last show. Um, so it feels like maybe actually no, it was a two ago. It was two ago, right? Yeah, he beat Mojo. Uh yeah. so it feels like you know, Corbin's kind of being prioritized over him a little bit, which is fine. Uh we'll see how he continues to evolve when we come back for, for this next NXT season eventually. We'll see how the Corbin push continues from there. But uh, for now it's it's been fine. Whatever. Back to the Great Wolf Lodge for him. <laughs> 
All right, our NXT Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Dragons, are defending yet again here, taking on uh, a new team that's been put together, and that is Blake and Murphy. That is Wesley Blake and Booty Murphy. Match goes eight minutes, and we have uh, – I'm sorry, actually, we're, Blake and Murphy were champions coming in, right? Yes, they were. Yeah, they won them on TV. That's no, right. They had already defeated Lucha Dragons, uh, so I correct myself there, and they retain here over the Lucha Dragons. Two and a half for me. I was a little bit surprised that they did it on TV and that, but you know, Murphy and Blake were thrown together pretty quick, uh, but they do get over. They end up being a, a pretty quintessential NXT team here for a stretch. Uh, fine. Whatever. Eight minute match. Lucha Dragons feel done, uh, but they, you know, I think they're headed up soon or than later to the main roster. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Time for them to, uh, to ship out. I went 2.75. Um, yeah. March I really like, the uh, night after mania they're on on tv okay good yeah yeah it's time um yeah cool to get some new characters in here blake and murphy and um they're gonna figure things out as we'll get to the next time that we cover up the follow-up season to this um but this is a fine introduction and uh i like i like the 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 pacing of the finish um i thought they did a a good job there so uh 2.75 for me it's actually two bars in providence one's blake's and one's murphy's which i just kind of read hit my head it's pretty funny <laughs> is there a alexa bliss in the middle somewhere there's <laughs> probably a place called bliss in providence there's a good chance uh, all right well we're in the middle of the card as uh we've got finn balor taking on neville and uh, let me double check real quick i believe this is a number one uh the the finale of a number one contenders tournament it was and yes. uh balor is going to pick up the win uh really good stuff i went with a 3.75 mm-hmm. um a good job kind of protecting neville and not completely a, a solid leveling off as opposed to like completely dropping him um and making him seem irrelevant and a good steady climb up for balor um it's hard for him to go anywhere but up uh after looking so super cool as a demon in his debut uh and so yeah i think uh busted out again here uh yeah 3.75 for me though yeah, I want a four. Uh, I like this uh, a decent amount. You know, with the coup de gras, we get the demon again. Um, a good payoff to the tournament. I think having these guys meet felt like a passing of the torch in NXT. Neville would be up mm. on the night after Mania as well, so he's just about done in NXT. So this felt like, okay, here's the next big thing that's probably going to be in the mix with the world title and Balor with Neville moving on. So this is a, a smart way to go about this tournament and set up Balor to be the next top contender. 13 minutes they didn't fuck around uh so four stars for me i dug it all right next up is our nxt women's title match and it is the four horsewomen throwing down as charlotte defends against sasha banks becky lynch and bailey here we are fully formed our our nxt women's division the drivers of that are already here on display against each other uh it's all out there for you and this goes uh, just over 12 minutes. And Sasha Banks, surprisingly, wins the women's title. I remember at the time, not I hadn't been following the weekly TV. And I was really shocked that Sasha won. Because I didn't realize that she was like a worker. I thought she was like a character more than a worker. Mm. So I was surprised that NXT would go that route. But then once I get to see her, and okay, I, I get it more. Um, and knew her background and the way she came up. And what she was working toward. So I went four and a quarter. This is a really good match. Kind of shows the innate chemistry that these four have. And will be the next, uh, really four to drive the women's division over the next half a decade across WWE TV. And really the four that help break all the glass one ceilings down uh, to become 
you know, main eventers and, and make the women's division uh, priority and not just a sideshow. That's not to, of course, talk about the, the ones before that. We talked about Paige, Emma, the Bellas, right? Others that were there doing stuff during this time. But it really is this summer when they bring Charlotte up and, you know, Bailey and uh, or Bailey's a little behind, right? Charlotte, Becky and Sasha. Yeah, Bailey's um, a while. Yeah. So it, it that's what really jump starts everything. Yeah, uh, I have this as four and a quarter as well. So that is another all-time match for us this NXT season. Um, it, it's great stuff. Again, like I'm just not a Sasha Banks guy. I felt like anytime she got in there, her offense felt pretty forced. Like it was kind of disjointed. Um, and again, it didn't really match up. Like she didn't struggle with Charlotte. Um, it almost didn't matter who she was in there wrestling. So like that's a, a bummer. Um, but the work was so good around this whole entire match. Hard not mm-hmm. to go um, with it with the all timer for us. So um, that takes us to our main event of the evening, and it is for the NXT title. As Sami Zayn is going to lose the title to Kevin Owens in his second takeover match. Um, bit of a surprising different finish. Uh, they're going to do kind of the the bit where Zayn's going to hit his moonsault on the outside. He's going to clonk his head on the um on the steel grate out there on the mm-hmm. ramp uh and then it's kind of kind of going to knock him loopy and then we're kind of in like the age of the concussions and being more aware of that so they're trying to like analyze him see if he can go on he says he can um but he really can't defend himself and uh owens is going to be ruthless and capitalizing on that and going to win by uh ref stoppage which is a cool way yeah, it was away from them to take a risk. And like, this is the environment where like you do take those risks. Right. So it's cool to see them do something different here. Uh, so because it felt of that, very clubber Lang, like just like, yeah, eat the shit of the guy into unconsciousness, stand tall with the belt while the other guy was <laughs> like rolling around. It was very much like, fuck. Very you know, timely. Like, yeah. It was a little Vader sting to it too. Uh, a little mm-hmm. bit where the big dude just dominated and, wins yeah it's (laughs) it's okay for it's okay for our hero to be overwhelmed yeah Uh, it it makes makes for a good story so i went with a four and i'm okay i think the story is that zane chase 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 won and now could take it like he didn't need a long reign the story was him getting there over the top and establishing himself and now his best friend took advantage of an injury and beat the shit out of him to take his belt Uh, i went three three seven five i was a little disappointed i don't know if it's coming off zane and neville was so great um and just knowing what these guys could do it felt a little bit disappointing because it did get slow toward the end i I didn't mind the finish it was creative but it definitely slowed things down with all the doctors checking and all that stuff like definitely kind of ground it a little bit still a a very very good match to borderline great match just not um kind of what i had hoped but uh this is a really good in-ring show marcus uh plus six war score Mm. in ring so that's uh that is strong it's high praise for sure. All right. Built. Uh, we gave a point for Breeze attacking a Tommy backstage to set up their match. A point for the Hossboy feud. has been well-designed since the last takeover with uh, Corbin and Dempsey. A point for the quick ramp-up to Blake and Murphy winning the tag titles and facing the former champs. A point for the top contenders tourney. A point for the long women's title feud with all four women being in the mix. And then a point, of course, for the Zayn and Owens attack setting up their title match. And hey, slim card. And they delivered on everything, so we have nothing in the minus category. So plus six for build. Commentary, we give a point for the good discussion on what Breeze needs to do to elevate. Uh, a point for a great job telling the story of the women's match strategies. A point for putting over Corbin wanting to end his matches quickly to cast doubt on uh, what happens when he goes deep into a match. 
Yeah, uh, I thought that was a great point, of course. Um, for minuses, uh, all three guys really sound the same. It's hard to, like, you know, tell uh, any oh, yeah. kind of distinction between the three of them. I, I didn't know who was saying what half the time, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so hard, hard to figure out like, who's talking, who's saying what, uh, who, you know, who to attribute stuff to. Uh, but you can tell that uh, Jason Albert here is a little robotic. And um, to me, he sounded like a really good commentator on something that's not WWF, like something like some kind of indie fed that just got like local TV boat racing on ESPN. <laughs> Stan Lane. That's like a really good announcer for something else. It's not like um, a guy trying to be an announcer and not being yeah. an announcer. Like he was trying mm-hmm. to say the things he thinks an announcer would say. And right, it was different. It was, it was Rich and Corey again, but yeah, it was Jason Albert. Of course is Albert, a train. Great Bernard. Great train. Uh, all right. So plus one for commentary. Atmosphere, we give a point for again, full sale looking more developed and set up. They're putting the time and investment into propping it up for the big shows. A point for Breeze's entrance with the groupie jumping on him. That was a cool touch. Uh, a point for the good crowd reaction to all the big boy spots with Corbin and Dempsey. A point for the demon entrance. A point for Bailey being super overall match. And then a point for Sami Zayn's entrance as champion. For the minus, uh, we've got the uh, terrible seizure-inducing dubstep. Uh, Blake and Murphy entrance. Uh, the crowd being subdued for all the women's entrances, which was uh, surprising. Um, and the crowd uh, did not really care for the main event finish. They seemed confused, um, especially since they're kind of a... This is the first time they really seemed like a really smart crowd. Right. Um, so it was surprising that like they didn't really catch on to what was going on. Uh, but again, we hadn't seen a, a title change by referee stoppage, really, but... Right. It definitely uh, just they, took a minute to calibrate. Like, yeah. On? Yeah, they were, they were behind. Blake and Murphy wish they could have this entrance. <laughs> they wish. They wish. Uh. They wish. All right, that's a plus three for atmosphere. For notable moments, uh, a point for Balor becoming the number one contender, a point for the first ever all horsewomen match, a point for Sasha winning the NXT women's title, and a point for Kevin Owens winning the NXT world title. Yep. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Sam losing by uh, ref stoppage, being drawn out and and feeling a little bit flat. Um, just fell a little bit short, I think, in what they were trying to execute. And uh, yeah, while it was creative, it could have been done quicker and... Uh, like more decisively because like we're definitely in the ufc era and so like if you are a wwe fan you're also probably watching or if you're an nxt fan you're definitely watching ufc or had watched ufc at its peak you know what a referee stoppage looks like like you know what it's supposed to look like like boom the knockout happens Mm. he gets in there uh the referee gets in there and stops it and that's not what we got here all right so that's a plus three for notable moments uh like we talked about it is a Six for match grades. Uh, card structure, we get a point to start hot with a Tommy Breeze. A point for the tighter card filled with bigger matches. We're getting to that takeover template, uh, as usual. A point for closing with the two world title matches. And a point for the biggest big match feel a takeover has had. Owen Zane felt like the, a big takeover match. And that's what we're going to get. Takeover after takeover going forward. This felt like the first of that, where it wasn't just like... All right, Tyson Kidd gets a title shot. Oh, here's a four with some contenders. Even Zayn Neville felt like a big deal, but it felt like a big deal within the construct of NXT. This felt like a big deal in the world of this promotion, Zayn and Owen. So it felt like their first really hyped main event. Yep. Uh, for our card structure in the minuses, we've got nothing. 
Nothing. Crazy. Nothing. Nothing. So it's a plus Again. four. All right, rewatchability, a point for the counter from the red arrow into the crucifix look great. Uh, a point for Sasha winning the NXT Women's title in the celebration. And a point for Owen's emotional celebration when he wins the title. Uh, for our minuses, we do have something here. Uh, lots of WWE Network ads mm-hmm. interrupted the flow of the show. Uh, and then Owen's just, just destroying Zayn uh, was really long and, and, and dragged out. It was tough to watch uh towards the end and it kind of took some of the heat out of the match because you're just seeing somebody get beat up so it just felt gratuitous by the end it was like we probably didn't need four drawn out like i guess they're trying to build the drama that zane kept fighting back but it just felt like all right it's a little bit much at that point um so plus one free watchability all-time match is the four horsewomen match so plus one there gives us a total score marcus of 25 so we're talking uh 14th all time for us just below wrestlemania uh actually just above wrestlemania 32 wow just below fully loaded 99 um it's a great takeover right this is the first one i felt like a real takeover to me yeah uh, it didn't feel like you know the last one we we finished high but it felt a little bit like still like an old school takeover this one to me felt like an early version of a modern takeover when you look at the matches Balor versus uh, versus Neville felt like a dream match we'd get in a future NXT. The Horsewomen going at it, Zayn and Owens, you know, it big felt opener. like right a big opener. So this felt more like in the template of the takeovers we've come to. Some of us have come to love later on. Yeah, 17, they're 18, still 19. yeah, they're still a ways off, but like I think right. you could visualize this card being in an arena. Yeah, yep. All right, uh, since this is the end of the season, before we get to our awards, Marcus, real quick, should we run down our top ten shows where we're at? Absolutely. Let's, let's go through it. All right. 10th place show now is Survivor Series 1992 at 27 and a half. In ninth place, we have NXT TakeOver New York with a 28.25. Just about that is Royal Rumble 2000 with a 28 and a half. Money in the Bank 2011 with a 28.75. Royal Rumble 2016 with 32. WrestleMania 21 with a 33.5. All right, get to our top four. SummerSlam 2015, 35 and a quarter. Royal Rumble 2005 with a 36.5. And we got a tie atop. Uh, SummerSlam 1999 and SummerSlam 1992 tied at 38 and a quarter. SummerSlam 92 gets a tie break due to the best match. Uh, but it's continues to be SummerSlams and Rumbles really dominating our top of the cards here. And just for a little comparison's sake, our best shows at 38 and a quarter. Our worst shows over the limit, 2011, at a negative nine. So that's it's a pretty big spread, almost 40 point spread uh, between our top and our bottom show. So we've now done 78 pay per view events, Marcus, in the books. Um, all right. So let's get to our year end awards because the end of the season is upon us. Our MVP to me was no doubt. I pretty much had it written down immediately. It's Sami Zayn. All four shows uh, has, you know, gr- great all-time classics across all four of them his his story of trying to win the world title and get screwed by his best friend envelops the entire uh, season this is his season yep no discussion needed it's uh it's his season hands down he's also our silver slugger average match score 4.19 uh again you only have four matches but it's still high he's second only to the war raiders of 1819 nxt with a 442 um so pretty uh high company they're the only two that come in over four not a surprise it's the NXT seasons because again there's less shows, but whatever. We had other seasons with less shows, like Bret Hart in 92-93, uh only had four shows, uh or five shows, whatever it was, and he had a four shows. And he had a three point three four. So, you know, pretty pretty big difference. 
You also had to wrestle Pudger Shawn Michaels. <laughs> All right, our Vin Scully for best announcer. This was so slim pickings during the stretch. We really struggled. We ended up going yeah. Rich Brennan. He kind of straightened the ship out after the, the tough couple to start. Um, he kind of got it. He really helped direct things. He had he didn't have the easiest group to work with that last one, uh, but he got it done. So I, I think he was probably the best of everyone. Yeah, and there was a clear step up. Like he, yeah. when he joined the booth, everybody kind of raised their game a little bit, even if even if it was a struggle. All right, our Mendoza Award uh, is Bull Dempsey with an average grade of a two, which is pretty high. Um, but, I mean, we have others around that, like Rowan, 115.60, and he had over a two. Uh, our lowest is uh, poor uh, Moondog Spot, 0.38. Poor Spotty. 586. <laughs> um, Sasha Banks is our highest Mendoza, 2.91 in 1819. So, oh, that's yeah. Travis Banks. Oh, that's right. Travis Banks. Sasha. I'm going to put that. Hey. Yeah, yeah, good call. My boy, T-Banks. Um, all right, LVP. He's not my boy. Uh, LVP, <laughs> we're going to go with uh, Mojo Raleigh. Just got completely bitched out. Um, had to get do the cuts. Had to do the get cut, stay cut all season. Oh, big time. Just got wrecked by Rusev. Got crushed by uh, Corbin. Just looked like a goof. So, yeah. Uh, best performance with Kevin Owens at our evolution. He had the squash win. And then destroying Zane to end the show. There's a couple others we talked about Zane at that same show. Um, and then Charlotte, I think, and we, or Sasha, we had in the mix as well. But um, yeah, I mean, that was Owen's event. Like he was awesome. Yeah. And he really takes you like on the emotional roller coaster, like getting you, making you a fan, and then like mm-hmm. having you be, you know, uh, rejoiceful uh, with him and Zane. And then, you know, he, he, he stabs his best friend in the back. So quite the emotional roller coaster going that night. A rookie of the year, we had some debate. Um, technically, by our standards, Sami Zayn would qualify. But we decided that since he had been in NXT for so long and was on that show, we're not going to cover. We talked about this last episode. There was that original NXT arrival show in February of 14. Uh, it wasn't really an official takeover. It's kind of as a standalone. We're not going to really do it because it'd be its own thing. But Owens was on that. So we felt like, okay. In the spirit of this, he's probably not a rookie, even though we've had other rookies like Randy Savage, um, you know, like or whatever. But it's it's fine. We kind of agreed he was the MVP anyway. Uh, so we ended up going with Charlotte as our rookie of the year. Um, we talked about Owens as well, but Charlotte was on all four shows. One was four and oh, won the women's championship, became kind of the. Uh, bellwether of that division so yeah especially with what nxt still is at this time which is very much developmental um you know in the in the spirit of what nxt is in mm-hmm. the award uh i think giving it to charlotte was the right call all right most main events we have neville and zane tied with three uh most matches one were charlotte and baron corbin with three and i, I said charlotte was four and oh, a minute ago but she was uh three and one uh but the, her and baron uh, both had three wins so that's the most for the season most title matches with charlotte with four uh every takeover she was fighting for the women's title so there you go sammy zane actually had the most matches lost he was one in mm. three in the season so three losses wow. um all high profile the best crowd we ended up going with our evolution uh which you could tell by the atmosphere score we gave a lot to that was the owen zane match uh, or the uh, Devil's Zane match with the Owens turn. They were awesome through all that. Um, all right, All-Star team. Here's our top five performers of the season. No doubt here, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Charlotte, 
and then we ended up going Neville, who was our world champion for three of the shows, had the great match with Zayn. Um, the really good stuff with Balor Just was was a, a rock through the whole season. And then we ended up going Bailey for the fifth spot. Mm. Uh, she had a really good match with Charlotte. She was great in the four way. She was super over. There was a few other options. You know, we debated Sasha, but we thought Bailey had the better overall performances. Yeah, and her being such a finished product um, really lets like Sasha and Becky shine more in that fatal four way, um, and she doesn't need as much um, in that match. So, uh, yeah, she really pulled a lot of weight um, when she did pop up in the season, uh, and that takes us to our last category slash award, and that is the all loser team. Have at it. All right, uh, of course we've got our LVP Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> Joining him in the rotation is Big Bull Dempsey. Poor Renee Young. Um, she was so know, bad on commentary. Yeah, it's rough. I hate to do it to her. Uh, we've got the Ascension together as an act. Um, yeah, just a of of rabid leveling off for them. Mm-hmm. And then CJ Parker um, yeah. just struggled to get much of anything going. As well. Yeah, and no heat, no cheers, no boost. Just chased <laughs> out. Yep. Yeah. I think Dempsey was probably the toughest one to put on here. I mean, like we liked the Corbin match. I thought the squash of Mojo was solid, but I mean, he was like the Mendoza. So whatever. Um, you could have maybe put Byron, could have, or Jason Albert, I guess. But no. I think I'm really mad that he didn't get up for end of days. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, you can sandbag your boy. <laughs> you could sit with that. All right, let's get to our uh, pay-per-view ranking. So of all of our seasons, this finishes third uh, on an average war score, 20.6 per show. Um, just below NXT 18-19 at 21.3. Our number one year by average war score, still 1992-93 uh, with a whopping 22.9. Our worst season, 85-86, four and a half average war. So there's the spread on that. All right, that'll do it, bud. Uh, another season in the books. It was a quick one, but we're down. Uh, we're going to kick off a longer season, but it's a fun one coming for mm-hmm. sure. It's going to definitely dive into some nostalgia. <clears throat> we're going to have some all-time shows, all-time matches. Uh, oh, I think yeah. it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons we're going to cover probably. We're going to really ramp things up. Uh, be sure to check out everything we have to offer here at Northside Connection. If you go to NorthSouthConnection.com, Catch all of our content. Uh, subscribe, like I asked earlier, on YouTube. You get all of our video work, uh, all of our audio available on any podcatcher app or on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Continue to live your play- life above replacement level. Until then, remember, it's not your world. <laughs>